Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Joshua 21, 48 cities of the Levites. Then the heads of households of the Levites approached Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of households of the tribes of the sons of Israel. They spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Lord commanded through Moses to give us cities to live in with their pasture lands for our cattle. So the sons of Israel gave the Levites from their inheritance these cities with their pasture lands according to the command of the Lord. Then the lot came out for the families of the Kohathites and the sons of Aaron, the priests, who were of the Levites, received 13 cities by lot from the tribe of Judah and from the tribe of the Simeonites and from the tribe of Benjamin. The rest of the sons of Kohath received 10 cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Ephraim and from the tribe of Dan and from the half-tribe of Manasseh. The sons of Gershon received 13 cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Issachar and from the tribe of Asher and from the tribe of Naphtali and from the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The sons of Merari, according to their families, received twelve cities from the tribe of Reuben, and from the tribe of Gad, and from the tribe of Zebulun. Now the sons of Israel gave by lot to the Levites these cities with their pasture lands, as the Lord had commanded through Moses. They gave these cities, which are here mentioned by name, from the tribe of the sons of Judah, and from the tribe of the sons of Simeon. And they were for the sons of Aaron, one of the families of the Kohathites of the sons of Levi, for the lot was theirs first. Thus they gave them Kiriath Arba, Arba being the father of Anak, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, with its surrounding pasture lands. But the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as his possession. 
So the, to the sons of Aaron, the priest, they gave Hebron, the city of refuge for the manslayer, with its pasture lands, and Libna with its pasture lands, and Jatir with its pasture lands, and Eshtomela and its pasture lands, and Holon with its pasture lands, and Debir with its pasture lands, and Ain with its pasture lands, and Juta with its pasture lands, and Beth Shemesh with its pasture lands. Nine cities from these two tribes, from the tribe of Benjamin, Gibeon with its pasture lands, Geba with its pasture lands, Anathoth with its pasture lands, and Almon with its pasture lands, four cities, all the cities of the sons of Aaron, the priests were thirteen cities with their pasture lands. Then the cities from the tribe of Ephraim were allotted to the families of the sons of Koath, the Levites, even to the rest of the sons of Koath. They gave them Shechem, the city of refuge, for the manslayer, with its pasture lands in the hill country of Ephraim, and Gezer with its pasture lands, and Gibzaim with its pasture lands, and Beth Aron with its pasture lands, four cities from the tribe of Dam, Altiki with its pasture lands, Giriathon in its pasture lands, Ai Jalon in its pasture lands, Gath Ramon with its pasture lands, four cities from the half tribe of Manasseh. They allotted Teanak in its pasture lands, and Gath Ramon with its pasture lands, two cities. All the cities with their pasture lands for the families of the rest of the sons of Koath were ten. To the sons of Gershon, one of the families of the Levites from the half tribe of Manasseh, they gave Golan in Bashan, the city of refuge, for the manslayer with its pasture lands. And B. Esterah, with its pasture lands, two cities. From the tribe of Issachar, they gave Kishion, with its pasture lands, Dabarath, with its pasture lands, Jarmuth, with its pasture lands, and Gamaim, with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Asher, they gave Mishalm, with its pasture lands, Abdon, with its pasture lands, Hilkath, with its pasture lands, and Rehob, with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Naphtali, they gave Kadesh in Galilee, the city of refuge for the manslayer, with its pasture lands, and Hamath Dor, with its pasture lands, and Kartan, with its pasture lands, three cities. All the cities of the Gershonites, according to their families, were thirteen cities with their pasture lands. To the families of the sons of Merari, the, the rest of the Levites, they gave from the tribe of Zebulun. Jokneam with its pasture lands, and Karda with its pasture lands, Dimna with its pasture lands, Nehalal with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Reuben they gave Bezer with its pasture lands, and Jahaz with its pasture lands, Kenemoth with its pasture lands, and Mephal with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Gab they gave Ramoth and Gilead the city of refuge for the manslayer with its pasture lands, and Mehanaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, Jazer with its pasture lands, four cities in all. All these were the cities of the sons of Merari, according to their families, the rest of the families of the Levites, and their lot was twelve cities. All the cities of the Levites in the midst of the possessions of the sons of Israel were forty-eight cities with their pasture lands. These cities each had its surrounding pasture lands. Thus, it was with all these cities. So the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they possessed it and lived in it. And the Lord gave them rest on every side according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And no one of all their enemies stood before them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hand. Not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All came to pass. So in order for uh, people at that time to really thrive, 
They would need, of course, um, protection. They would need provision, means to continue to grow within that provision. And um, all of that was given to them and given to the Levites because God promised, but all of them given in these cities. So what you have is a city, a fortified area to where they could find protection, but where they could all come together and live and, and build homes and have community together. Now those communities or villages or cities, they operated um, in very well in community to where in any of the um, the cities or the villages within Israel, you had people who had different responsibilities and they took care of the entire village within or out of their strengths and responsibilities like the carpenter built everybody's carpentry. The mason took care of everyone's big brick work. The, um, I mean, etc., etc. That's the way that it was. Uh, as far as preparing meals and, and especially like with bread and things, the uh, process was was extensive and unnecessary for them to do it all at once. So they they would rotate some of those responsibilities for preparing and and in rotation, some people would be responsible for preparing the bread for the entire village, but it would rotate from home to home to home or and just kind of make its way around. So when you talk about the cities of the Levites, it's not really that much of a difference, except for realize their responsibilities are all focused around taking care of the ministry, taking care of the church, the and caring for the people. So the tabernacle, the temple, the synagogues, all of those things they're responsible for. So they have to utilize their strengths within their sacred callings and help each other out in these villages. Now they don't have land that they have as inheritance to hand down to their generations, but they have the pasture lands around the city. So the cities bring community and fellowship and protection. But then you've also got the pasture lands around, which helps to where they can take care of the flocks and the herds of the church or of the ministry. So when people would donate or bring in different things they would they would take care of that flock and herd and that allowed for the uh, ministry's food provisions to grow to thrive uh, but also if they had to because many people would bring in their sacrifices from their own flock but also if they could not afford it they had a flock available right there through the levites so there's a lot of things that happen, but you can see it's easy to read through Joshua, especially the, the kind of second half or later portion of Joshua to where they start talking about the division of the land and they're dividing up the land and the inheritance to each of the families and they're dividing up, they're giving cities towards the Levites and the families of Levites. And it's easy to get, get lost in it especially since the names are not names that we're used to. Uh, and it's kind of redundant in the fact that, you know, this city's given with the pasture lands and this city's given with the pasture lands and this city's, it's just over and over and over again. Don't get lulled to sleep in the mundane and redundant 
because you're going to miss some of the big things. God gave them protection and he gave them provision. He gave them community. He gave them an opportunity to be able to grow. And even though they were focused in ministry, they still had the opportunity for growth. So it's not like they were allotted a specific amount, that's it, no more. They were given the opportunity to take their strengths and their callings and use it for the purpose. And God gave them everything they needed. And then you see at the very end, it says, not one of the good promises which the Lord had made. Now that's consistent. God is consistent throughout the entire Bible. And he has made promises to all of us. Those same promises are still there for provision, for protection, for community and fellowship. We're not called to be lone rangers living off on our own, secluded and totally separated. We're called to be a part of a community. Now, many people started taking that community and turning it into what we see today as the church. But what God really wanted is he wanted family units and he wanted neighbors and he wanted villages. He wanted the community to spread beyond just the walls of a building. The amazing thing is today we have technology that can help us to expand community even further. When we're talking about ministry communities, we could actually have a community of believers that get together and celebrate just as Jesus celebrated in his life all of the high holidays. They could come together and celebrate each week uh, the Sabbath. They could come together and celebrate as Jesus has taught us to celebrate and as God has ordained and directed us to celebrate. But they could do it in a streaming or, or through the internet as an expanded community, not being cut off and secluded, but being a part of a group. So I, as uh, with our ministry, uh, I believe that that is on the horizon for our ministry to be able to offer a group or a community to uh, connect with. Here recently, we actually went, many people drove hours. I know that my wife and daughters and I drove uh, just over four hours to go and to uh, remember and celebrate Passover with some other families. But these families also drove for hours to get there. And we came together, we honored God, we remembered what Jesus did for us, and we had fellowship and community together. But we live far apart. But it was because we utilized technology and what it could do for us to bring us together. So I know that's going to be something that's coming for the ministry. I know it's going to be uh, coming sooner than later. Uh, but the exciting thing is you have people that you interact with already. Is your conversation about God's provision and his protection and, and ministry? Or is it about... Um, other things that don't matter or things that divide us, things that keep us secluded. Father, I pray that as we connect with other believers and as we connect with other people who may not even believe, that you and your kingdom could be the focus of our conversation and could be the focus of 
um, the fellowship that we have with others. That it could be with non-believers, it could be for the purpose of really letting them see your love, your mercy, your kindness, and how you care for them even though they don't really believe in you or haven't turned to you or committed themselves to you. And then I pray for those who have um, confessed to be Jesus followers, that that we could uh, use the, the opportunities that you give us through technology and other things that our conversation and our relationship could be about expanding your kingdom, could be about enriching our faith, and can be about really continuing to study, to know more, pursuing you and your truth, but then also remembering prayer and worship is a big key to you adding to our numbers daily. And Father, I pray that as we do this, focused in on you, as you showed to the uh, church in uh, the Acts 2 church, that as we continue in the teachings and we continue in prayer and fellowship and community and we continue to do these things, that you'll continue to add to our numbers those who are saved. Because it's all about bringing people to you and expanding the kingdom. So thank you for this calling and thank you for what the fruit that I know you're going to send our way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.